You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live this morning. Uh, we're uh, going into our second hour. I'm Jack Kennelly, and with me is my wife, Doreen. And we all just celebrated Mother's Day and uh, we wanted to make sure to honor a very special mother. Who And who is she? And uh, that's what our next guest is going to be talking about. We have Father Peter Andrell from the Diocese of Fargo. And uh, welcome, Father. Nice to have you again. The last time Doreen and I hosted, you were on, as I recall. And uh, what are we talking about today? Who is this special mother we're talking about? Uh, let me guess. Well, <laughs> Yes, Jack, it's a joy to be with you and Doreen. I, I first want to just say a shout-out to all of our mothers. A happy belated Mother's Day. And as we're celebrating, you know, coming off of this great Mother's Day weekend, yes, we are celebrating a mother of all mothers. And we need look no further than the Bible itself to understand the great uh, precedent that God set by choosing as the instrument and vessel to bring forth the Savior of the world a young woman, a virgin, that was conceived without original sin, the promised Isaiah 7.14 prophecy that the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. And for centuries, the Jewish people were eagerly waiting for this great prophecy to be fulfilled in God's time happening through Mary of Nazareth. And Mary is... Uh, not only the chosen vessel to bring forth God's Son, but continues to bring to us God's Son, and was given to us by God's Son on the cross through St. John when he said, Behold your Son. Behold your Mother. John was representing all of us. And so indeed, not only is Mary the mother of Jesus, she is also the mother of each of us that represents his body, the Church. Father, how are we to respond to that knowledge? Well, you know, it's something that we, we are very blessed in the sense that it's, it's very historically self-evident. Um, to undo what had happened in the Garden with Adam and Eve, God sent forth a new Adam, Jesus, to the new Eve, Mary, the new Ark of the New Covenant, and by doing so, allowed for us to receive through Him, we know in the creed that we profess that there is one God, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made consubstantial, one in being with the Father, And this great mystery needed divine revelation to be revealed to us, that God is one in three divine persons. And so that second person of the Trinity, the Logos, the Word, flesh to redeem it, but it's very interesting, he took upon directly the flesh of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so that's original sin so that God, who could not know sin, could be able then to redeem us through receiving on and with His divine person 
and divine nature, an unblemished human nature. And so what the interestingly in the, these times of the Church, as the understanding was, of course, Father, as understood in the Old Testament, is God. With the former the Greek Roman gods, there could only be one core or chief god, though others would be lesser, even to the degree of like a Hercules, half God, half over Jesus. Who was he? Who is he? Is he fully God? And so, who is also very confused by this thought that Jesus God. Third person of the Most Holy Trinity, and lesser God. And so the Church, understanding of who Mary is, helps us to deepen our what Christological understanding of who is. Because Mary was the mother of Jesus, Jesus was her son in his humanity. And that humanity wed to his divinity. He's fully God, fully man. It's the only time you'll ever have one fully God plus one fully man equals one. He's not a half and a half equals one. He's fully God and fully man. So Mary, we consider her as the mother of Jesus, because Jesus is God. The Theotokos, the uh, Greeks, understood what the Council Ephesus 431 proclaims. This is the greatest of all of Mary's titles. And she's helped us, as we understand devotion, to understand and unpack that of Jesus. And in fact, even Protestant Reformers, Luther, Oleg Zwingli, John Calvin, they all beautifully held Mary is the of God. And even those acknowledge that Mary is the most revered of all women. Why? Because God chose her. And if God chose her for the best title, Okay, Father, you, you, Father, you, 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 you cut out for just a second there, but uh, I guess it was timely because we're going to take just a real quick break, and uh, we will be back in uh, just a, a minute or so. We're speaking with Father Peter Andrell from the Diocese of Fargo about uh, uh, a very special mother, our Blessed Mother. So be, stay with us, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started.
Hi, this is Deacon Jim Philbin from the Diocese of Duluth. One of the great gifts for me as a Catholic is the, the witness of the saints, and I've been inspired my whole life by their example and the incredible diversity of the holiness that they, that they show. There's so many favorites that I have, it's hard to, to, to pick, but I'll offer just a couple examples. Um, St. Teresa of Avila is one of my favorites. She has, speaks often of beginning with the end in mind, meaning that everything that we do should focus on, on Christ, on our ultimate union with Him, and that each action should be centered around that, that future with Christ that we have that allows us actually to live in the moment because we know we are Christ-centered. This is Patty Voigt from St. Joseph's in Kildare. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back to Real Presence Live with your hosts, Jack and Dreen Canelli, visiting with Father Peter Andrel from the Diocese of Fargo. And where, do you, where are you living, Father? I forgot. You know, right here in the uh, heart of God's country. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever you are. Wherever you are, right. North Dakota, yes, wrapped under Mary's mantle. Um, I have the joy of being very close to the South Dakota border, the Minnesota border, uh, just about 50-some miles straight south and just a little bit to the west of Fargo in a town called Lidgerwood. Okay, great, okay. Very very Catholic uh, community. I have three churches uh, in Lidgerwood, Geneseo, and Cayuga, I have the honor of serving the Carmelite nuns for the last 15 years in North Dakota, and I help serve them in South Dakota as well. So, and they too have a tremendous devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. In fact, they are the first and only religious order to be founded by the Blessed Virgin Mary, and have produced for us some of the greatest contemplative saints and doctors of the Church. Uh, are, are you on the Carmelite uh, payroll for marketing and communications, Father? <laughs> you know, um, you couldn't I, have done a better job, right? <laughs> I, I actually have some of my uh, children are actually already in active discernment about being called to eventually become Carmelites, and wow. uh, it's a tremendous vocation um, calling for the church. Um, they are, I like to call them our spiritual marines, and boy, do they ever go into battle for us and take lots of shrapnel. Right. They have a great devotion praying for priests. Yeah, I was I was going to say in the uh, in the uh, in the in the war uh, against the evil one, uh, they're the the heavy artillery. I think. Yeah, yes, they are. And yes, they unseen. Are. Mm-hmm. And they have more canonized saints, more women canonized saints from their order than any other order of the church. Okay, well, did not know that. Okay, oh. well, we we digress a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, we were uh, before the break. We were having a little technical difficulty. I'm just letting our listeners know. Uh, we, uh, but we, I think we're, I think we should be loud and clear now for everybody. And we were talking about our blessed mother and we're going to continue that discussion. And I guess maybe the next question, father is, you know, why do we call Mary our mother? Where'd that come from? Yes. Well, it comes from God because he himself chose her to be the mother of the son of God. And as God's perfect plan, he could have redeemed us however he wished. And he chose her. Um, you know, as I was sharing, reflected in Isaiah 7:14, the virgin that would conceive and bear a son and would be named Emmanuel, God is with us. And so as God has chosen her for us, 
He continues to choose her for us. In fact, the Vatican Council number two had explained that God still continues to use her as the vessel through which he continues to come to us today. That's why we call her the mediatrix of all grace. In fact, when the Archangel Gabriel appeared to her, you know, a young girl, still a teenager, he announced to her, Karitokimine, hail full of grace, that's the actual word, um, which means that if you think about all the waters, we consider those maris, the sea, and the word Mary means the vessel of the fullness. So she is the fullness of grace, and that grace continues to keep growing. She is the perfect disciple of God. She is the first and perfect Christian. In fact, she is the surest, shortest, and most um, profound means of being formed into Jesus. And that's why Marian devotion these last 150 years have such tremendously grown because the church, the world, has become more aware of her tremendous example and witness. Not only is our spiritual mother, as I was sharing, given to us by St. John through Jesus on the cross to Mary, that John representing us, Mary became our mother, but she's also the greatest and surest way to Christ and forms us so perfectly. The Carmelites are a great example of that because they, they really mold their life on the example of Mary, may it be done unto me according to your word. This is one of the greatest gifts of our free-willed life that we live, is to conform our will to God's will, to live in the divine will of God. That is the greatest purpose of our life on earth. And God is not going to force us. He gives us this wonderful gift of choice. And we see the example of the saints and Mary being the greatest of all of the saints. In fact, she's even greater than all of the angels. The dignity that was given to her and so the more we turn to Mary, the more she forms Jesus in us. In fact, without having devotion to Mary, we will never have a full devotion to Jesus. Because we need her as he allowed in God's providence, his son, to need her as well. You think about his humanity growing up in Nazareth. He needed a mother, as do we. And she is given to us as well. And talk about having friends in high places, a spiritual mother. We have a physical mom and a spiritual mom. And her love for us, the saints have said, is greater than even all of the love of mothers combined. And, and Doreen, you're a mother. You know what love of a mother <laughs> is for children through thick and thin. And Mary's love for us is even greater. So why would we not want to be open to receive that love of a mother? We're learning more about St. Joseph in this great year of St. Joseph, too, and the love of a father and how he represents and reflects that of the Eternal Father from Heaven as an icon. Well, Mary does that in a way, too. Because for us as men especially, it's hard to fathom that a guy could have that depth of tenderness and love. And Mary icons and reflects even that love and tenderness of the Father, of Jesus, in a way that we're very attuned, that of a mother to a child, perhaps the strongest, most physical bond of love that can exist on this earth. That is what Mary gives to us. And so as Jesus calls her mother, so we too are called to follow suit and do the same. In fact, he didn't just simply love his mother, he honored her, he glorified her. When you think about the fourth commandment, we know Jesus kept the commandments perfectly. So, honor thy father and mother, and the actual word in the Hebrew is kovodah, which means to glorify. He glorified Mary, and he says, where I am, there too my servant will be. So as we are also sharing in that spiritual sonship with Our Lady, Mary, so too we are called to honor her as well. And this is her month, the month of May, that we have a special way to honor her and especially having just come off of Mother's Day. So, Doreen, excuse me, but I, I thought we were talking to Father Peter Andrew, but uh, I'm hearing uh, Louis de Montfort here on the other <laughs> end of this conversation. 
I think he knows him really well. I think so, (laughs) too. You know, Father, as you were talking about, um, you mentioned Mary as um, the mediatrix, uh, and then then talked about, you know, what it means to be a mother. There's There's a certain privilege that's given to all mothers, and that is, you know, to bear life and um but there's also there's also a a suffering and a kind of sacrifice that a mother is called to as well yes um can you speak to that a little bit in relation to that title um for um for our blessed mother how yes. how is she i mean she she gave birth to um god jesus the second person of the Trinity made flesh. Yeah. But um, what was she saying yes to? Well, it's, you know, it's very profound. Um, that she, yes, very profound point, Doreen. Thank you for bringing that forth. You know, when um, Jesus, as an infant, was brought into the temple, the Simeon, the prophet, was there, and he explained to Our Lady, to Mary, he said, and a sword will pierce your mm-hmm. own heart as well. And so we, you know, we, we find that there are so many gifts and privileges in the wonderful sacrament of holy matrimony, of marriage, between a husband and a wife. But we also know, as Fulton Sheen used to say, there are, are three rings. The ring that goes to the wife, the ring that goes to the husband, and then the third ring is called the suffering. <laughs> yes. And there, there will be, you know, there are peaks and valleys. Every rose has its thorn, and there will be those moments where we are purified through the life experiences that we have, God could have fully taken away suffering, but He chose to redeem it so that we can offer it up, that it becomes redemptive, and really infinite in its values, where it's united to God, who is infinite, that it can be utilized for the service and the help of others. We live in a world, as the Memorare, beautiful Marian prayer would say, we're mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. There's suffering. We see it. And we need to have hope. And that's what moms bring. You know, my, one of my favorite images is, is when you see a little child that gets a little bump, bruise, um, sprain, a little, little cut or something, and they run to mom. Mom! I think we've all had those experiences. You know, she's there, and she gets out the back teen and the Band-Aid and fixes us all up and puts us back, this little kiss, a little, little milk and cookies or something to help us on the way, and we're back to normal, back to new again. And that's what Our Lady does. Mary watches over every single one of us. Um, and part of God's plan, she's the most humble of all creatures. She is a mere creature. Mm-hmm. God is God, and we worship Him. Mary is a creature, but the most perfectly made. And so we honor her and venerate her as Jesus did. She's human, but she has a great intercessory role in heaven. And so as, as the saints have taught us, every single grace of God is given through her to those as she wills, when she wills, to those who need when the time comes. So the closer we come to Mary the closer we come to God's grace. And so, yes, she intercedes for us in human history, and she's a mom that wears combat boots. She knows the needs of her children, and she suffers tremendously for them. Even though she's fully being glorified and experiencing the joy of heaven, she also chooses, and that's why it's so fascinating, in the last 150, 170 years, there have been over 112 approved Marian apparitions. Why has heaven so chosen? to bring his, the mother of God to visit earth. And the messages are always very, very close to being the same, to call us back to her son, to turn away from sin, to have repentance, which is the core of the gospel, repent and believe in the good news, and to unite our sufferings 
for the good of others. When Mary appeared at the most famous of all apparitions in Fatima, she asked to make reparation due to sin. Because God is a gentleman, honors our free will, and as we are able to step into the fray to invoke his intercession for others, then he can come and bring even greater blessings and graces and gifts, especially to those that are not open to receive. And we all know moments where that can happen in people's lives as a priest. We encounter that in in different ways and different occasions, and how our good Lord can just through our prayers. We had a recent uh, opportunity of praying. We had a a young 19-year-old college freshman who had a terrible car accident, um, was almost to the level of being pronounced brain dead, and we all began to pray for him. We had a, a special mass of healing for him, and we invoked Mary's special intercession. And as we did so, uh, this whole church full of people, we began immediately to see a recovery, and now he is fully recovered. It was an absolute miracle of God. It's in the actually latest edition of the New Earth. And that's the power of prayer. That's the power of Mary's, Mary's intercession for all of us. And her love for us is so great. And she is the one destined by God. Her, her mission is to crush the head of Satan with her heel. That's why we began to have telephone uh, communication challenges, because the devil does not want anyone to know about Mary's special role. She is the one that is chosen by God, and especially at this time definitively, to bring forth an era of peace, a triumph of her immaculate heart. And we are beginning to see the first fruits of these gifts coming. So she is there to purify She's purifying the church. She's purifying our hearts. She's preparing us. And I invite our listeners to please consider being part of her cohort. Jack had mentioned St. Louis de Montfort. His writing on the true devotion to Mary and the consecration of Jesus to Mary is one of the greatest means of growth and holiness that exists today. Pope John Paul the Great, Mother Teresa, that was their means of becoming the great saints that they are today. And we need our future Pope John Pauls our future Mother Teresa's, and maybe some of our listeners are going to be raised up to be them. And I invite all to consider Marian devotion. Father Michael Gately has a wonderful book as well that unpacks uh, deeper consecration along with that of St. Maximilian Colby. And even in our daily lives, the, you know, what seems like, you know, little inconveniences and opportunities to unite our sufferings with Christ, they're plentiful, aren't they, Father, just in our regular daily lives. Yes, absolutely. Little aches and pains, discomforts, little struggles, whatever there may be, they can all be, you know, one of the great ways of doing that is what we call a morning offering, that when you wake up, you can offer the whole day to God. Lord, it's yours. I give you my uh, joys and sorrows, hopes, fears, every breath that I take, every thought that I think, every prayer in my lips, it's all yours for your glory and honor. Use me as you wish. And so then our whole day becomes a prayer, like St. Paul says, pray without ceasing. We're uniting the whole day, and it becomes a living, breathing prayer to God. And we're able to, I mean, I cannot wait for the joy to know one day God please in heaven. What impact we've had in this life. There's a, a book that's been written recently for priests or seminarians that's called 80,000 people that a priest will directly reach in their life. I think all of us have an incredible opportunity of reaching many, many people. And in heaven we will be shown how we have impacted other people's lives. And that is part of the great joy of being a part of living our baptism, of being a beloved son, a beloved daughter of the Father, to share in that redemptive work, to be part of God's plan and mission, to reach out, to evangelize, to build others 
in the faith. And Mary's the great example. She's the perfect model of how she reached out. I mean, she went to Elizabeth, and oh my goodness, John the Baptist left in Elizabeth's womb for joy, mm-hmm. just hearing the greeting and how Elizabeth would greet her. All generations will call you blessed. Who am I? The mother of my Lord should come to me. Father, and Our Lady continues to form Jesus in us. Father, um, there are people outside of the you know the Catholic Church and maybe in it that are that are confused about what happens when we ask Mary to intercede for us. What does she do with the prayers I give to her? My intentions. Good question. So the easiest, simplest, and I think most profound way to explain this is when you are given the opportunity to speak, your speaking, your prayer, your offering is amplified through a microphone, a megaphone. It's magnified. Mary magnifies the Lord. That's right from her, her Magnificat prayer toward the end of the first chapter of Luke's Gospel. She magnifies our prayer. And the famous image of St. Louis de Montfort is if you think of our prayer as like an apple, and it's brought to the king. Here's my lowly apple. This is my prayer, Lord. Here's my offering to you. And, oh, it's not so great. There's a worm in it, and it's kind of, you know, bruised and not looking so good. And Mary takes that apple and says, oh, here, let me pull that lovely worm out. Let me help, you know, restore this apple. I'm going to put it on a golden platter, and I'm going to offer it to God myself. She magnifies our prayer. She magnifies our offering. And as Jesus sees her love, her perfection united to ours, his heart is just even more outpoured with gratitude and love because he sees us honoring her as he did. He sees us acknowledging her role that he continues to give to the church that we're following what he would want of us to do. Mary and Jesus, they work tremendously together. Her last phrase in the scriptures, do whatever he tells you. Mm. They are always perfectly united. The new Adam with the new Eve. She's the queen mother. She works directly in God's plan for us of salvation. So she's definitely a significant part of our faith, but uh, she's not God. She is our intercessor. But, Father, I'm, I'm afraid that uh, time is not our friend, and we're coming up on a break right now. So uh, I guess we want to thank you for being with us. It's, I wish we had a little more time so that we could flesh this out even further. He has to come back. Yeah, you have <laughs> to come back. But uh, for our guests, or excuse me, our listeners, uh, you're listening to Real Presence Live, and uh, we've been visiting with Father Peter Andrill, and we want to thank him for taking the time to be with us today. And coming up next, we'll be discussing ecumenism with Father Jim Ermer, and uh, he'll, he's going to explain what that word means. So stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 